If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record, record and edit your podcast and write from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, you know, another beautiful day, blessed and highly flavored, like I like to say. It's not snowing out there in Tennessee, is it? Uh, um, no, it's actually not. And I actually just moved back to Tennessee a month ago. I've been gone for uh, eight years. You was in Chicago, right? Uh, I moved around quite a bit. I was in Chicago. Um, I've been living in Louisville for the past two years. Um, you was a gypsy. Uh, I'm sorry? You was being a gypsy. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, always on the go. Like people were saying, I was running from the feds. Oh, shit. Plug. But, um. Yeah, man, what you been up to? How's life been treating you? Um, you know, I'm falling. I'm recovering from Thodden. Um, I was I got divorced a couple of years, last year, so my divorce my divorce finally went solid. So I just got divorced, and I'm about to be I'm engaged again. So it's been wild. Oh wow! Okay, you didn't been through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got this. I was married for like seven. Mm-hmm. Got divorced. You know, we have a daughter with my ex-wife. So typical, t- typical nigga shit. <laughs> Baby mama drama. All that. <laughs> yeah, I've just been, um, I've been doing a lot of traveling, um, figuring out. On the pandemic? Well, I, I did do a lot of traveling in the pandemic, actually. Um, I know they said. It was advised not to, but I was always very safe. I haven't got sick, not once. Um, since it started, I've been fine. I've been working consistently. Uh, I haven't been unemployed. So, and I work with the, well, I was, when it started, I was working with the public for like eight months. And then that's when I decided that I wanted to work at home only because it was more money working at home than it was working in the public during the pandemic, which you would think is backwards. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I like last time I seen you, I quit the track team my senior year. That's the last time I seen you. And everybody was running track from, you know what I mean, Mariah to all the way up. Just mm-hmm. not the name drop a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that's probably the last time I seen you. Yeah, that was um my favorite year running track. Yeah, I think I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was. Um and that was a really good year. I, I ran my junior year after that when y'all were already gone. And then that was it. Uh, I didn't run my senior year. Like I enjoyed them, them this this trips, you know I me mean, seeing new places and to know, you know what I mean, Clarksville is not the only place you can go to see 
other things. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. And you meet people all over. And then, you know, the bus rides is fun. Um, we eat all types of crazy junk food. That shit was, it was just fun. Yeah. Minus, you know, me working out and, you know, me the practice. I, I hated the practices, but it, it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could tell you didn't like it because it would be all over your face. You'd be like, "Man, fuck this, <laughs> fucking me, mother, for no reason." <laughs> so, um, how how do you feel like the pandemic like affected relationships? Do you think it affected like family relationships and personal relationships? This oh, being yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, definitely. Um, I know with, like, relationships, probably with a lot of, um, especially the boyfriend and girlfriends that don't live together, they kind of had to probably, you know, do that distance type thing, just depending on the situation. And then I know for the ones that do live together, they probably were like, oh, man, I'm starting to notice things about you that I didn't notice before, because now we have all this time that we're spending together. Exactly. Like, I, I get with my girl's nervous all the fucking time. She called me Erky. That's my new name, Erky. <laughs> Why? Because you be irking her nerves. Irking her fucking nerves up. <laughs> yeah. She want to watch fucking Hometown, HGTV, all kind of crazy shit. I, I, like, I like the home network. Don't get me wrong, but, like, it's, it's a fight for the TV. Like, we're in prison. Like she's my Sally or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing because now y'all have to sh- share the TV time. So it's like, uh, she she want to watch her chick flicks and you want to watch sports. So it's totally different. And with family, it was very hard, especially for like your, you know, you can't really see your grandparents because they're really at risk. So it's like the holidays was completely different because you weren't around your family. You didn't have that same um, home-cooked meals that you, you're you used to every holiday season. Like, how was it for you? Did, were you able to see your family during the pandemic? And no, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen my pops. My pops still lives in Clarksville. So I haven't seen him since, like, 2016. And my father's up there in age. He's, like, 67. So I haven't – you know I mean? I've just been – keeping at the conversation level. You know what I mean? I just don't want to take no risk with, you know what I mean, my parents being up there in age. So right, right. Yeah, that's the that's the best thing to do. So I just been keeping the conversation level. You know what I mean? How's um you know what I mean being black in the South, how was the black, you know what I mean, Black Life Matter, um Black Lives Matter movement and in, in down in Tennessee or South in general or Chicago, wherever you were. Was it oh, was it rough? Um, yeah, I, I was actually living in Louisville, Kentucky, and you know one of the people, um, a part of the movement, Brianna Taylor, she's from Louisville. So I was actually living in Louisville, Kentucky when all of that happened. So Louisville was outrageous, like. You know, and I went out there a few times to protest. Um, I posted a few videos on my Facebook, so uh, 
people seeing what was going on. Um, but yeah, like businesses were closing down. A lot of businesses got broken into. Um, you know, police brutality is real. They were out there beating innocent people that was just standing and just, you know, chanting or just just standing there and praying. And it was it's very sad to see. And um it it was very hostile. The environment was very hostile. Um they were doing uh what they called a um what uh 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 a carnival or a merry-go-round or something like that, basically where all the cars stop traffic and they'll mm-hmm. be coming the opposite direction, forcing people to stop or either turn around and it'll be like hundreds and hundreds of cars, people walking, people blocking traffic. It is. It was a lot going on in Louisville. Um, you have your, um, like the KKK and the... Uh, white supremacists meet they're having their meetings in the parks and stuff and you know doing crazy things burning like nooses just to try to uh signal signal because you know kentucky is a republican state Mm -hmm. and um mish mcconnell he has louisville wrapped around his finger like it is nothing and it's just everything. It's just bad all the way around in that city. Like that's why you know I me mean, moving back up north. Like you know I me mean, to Maryland, Delaware area. I'm, I live in Delaware now. But mm-hmm. I tried to tell my 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 fiance. I said, only thing I appreciate about living down south, people are straight to the point. They let they know they let you know that they don't really fuck with you. You know what I mean? Excuse my French. You know what I mean? Right. The, the race is down south. Racism down south, they let you know they don't they don't fuck with you at all. They don't like you. Mm-hmm. But up north, they like to play like the sly game. You know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. this tell me you don't like me. You know what I mean? Because I'm black or whatever. So I know how to, you know what I mean, take you. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like I be, I believe up here is so much, you know what I mean, hiding. Mm-hmm. We can have a conversation while you don't like me. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like I have noticed like I, I really haven't noticed a lot of things about I feel like I, I don't know how can we get past this police brutality, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's they're not going, they're not trying to do years. nothing about it because our life doesn't matter to them. That's mm-hmm. why I feel Yeah, and yeah. honestly, is 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 nothing's going to change. People thought people are thinking this is something new. This is nothing new. It's mm-hmm. always been like this. It's just now is being put on a platform because we live in a time during social media and tech and where technology is very advanced and we have camera phones and stuff. So mm-hmm. everything is just getting seen more now. Mm-hmm. But it's always been like this since the beginning of time, and it's just a cycle. It's a it's it's a it's a circle. We just keep repeating itself. History just keeps repeating itself. Like like that's exactly what I was about to say. What you call? You should always say that at Kenwood High School. The history teacher, I forgot his name. The old ass man it was funny as shit. He always said history always repeats itself. Mm. It always repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Because it does. 
and it's it's very true. Like there, there, there's nothing in history that we haven't pretty much been through already that's going to get brought back up again. Right. It might have been, it might have been, you know, brushed under the mat or something, but. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear about it again, fifty, sixty years, seventy years later. Exactly. Like I, I like, like some days I wish I could move. I, some days I, I wonder what my life would have been if I stayed in Tennessee. But I, I feel like Tennessee is like a, is behind time. You know what I mean? For there's not too much stuff to do. I see, I see a lot of guys that you know I me. Mean, we went to high school with doing big things. But Clarksville just—I don't know. It's an acquiring thing yeah. to live, acquiring place to live. Oh yeah, it really is. Trust me, me coming, me coming back here. I got like a big, like a cultural shock almost, because it's like everything—the whole environment here—is completely different. And I'm just still thinking, like, wow, a lot of jobs here still only pay people barely minimum wage, like nine, ten dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I and, and I, I just like, don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Like I said, like I don't understand how, you know what I mean, people I went to school with have multiple kids living off of ten dollars an hour. Like, not to, you know what I mean, cause no, you know what I mean, mess, but it's hard. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you can't survive like that. They're gonna be struggling the like the whole time. They're gonna be struggling. That's all they're gonna be doing is just struggling, struggling. Because they have jobs here that I was making twice as more living in Louisville. Wow. Than living back here in Clarksville. So it's like, dang, you know. But I'm I'm fine with the decision that I did make, so I always know how to turn, make a way out of no way, you know. But, you know what I mean, Clarksville is just a place where either you're going to school or you're doing a military thing. That's your only way out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's your only way out. Yep. Because, like you said, it's a lot of people that went to school with that is still here. You know, a lot of people that haven't left, a lot of people that haven't experienced life. I didn't traveled all over. I didn't. I didn't live up north, down south. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I didn't been around a little bit. But for other people, it's like this is all they know. They get stuck here. It's like, yeah, like Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's, 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 it's a lot. Like, have you been to um, a class reunion yet? Have you you've been out for like ten years yet? Have you? No, it's only been eight years for us. Wow. Because um, this year is your ten year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that's canceled because <laughs> of the pandemic. Because <laughs> of the pandemic, well, you, never, you never know. They might try. They might still try to do something. Yo, I, I I believe like our show should have been like a, re- a high school should have been a reality TV show. 
Like all, the, all the crazy shit that went down in Kenwood High School should have been a reality TV show. Yeah, like I that mean, shit would have the highest rated. It, it literally, we were considered the ghetto school at all the schools in the city. The ghettos, not Northwest, not none of them other schools, but Kenwood. <laughs> Right, not Northwest, not Northeast, but Kenwood, yeah. I don't know. I love going to that school. I felt like, well, at the time, I felt like I was ready to take on whatever, Uh you know. And the academics was pretty good at the school, and we excelled in academics as well. The numbers don't lie. So that's that's another thing that people fail to realize. Um, like that that program they brought in while we were there, the STEM Academy. Mm-hmm. We were the first school to get that program. We were the pilot school to set it off. Mm-hmm. And it went so well, they put the STEM Academy in all the other schools in Clarksville. But Kenwood was the very first school to have that program. Well, I never knew that. But see, exactly. A lot of people don't know that. that. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So people can say what they want about that school being ghetto and rough and fights and all that. But when it came down to academics and the numbers, we excelled in that as well, too. But, now, I don't know how they're doing now, but I know the four years I was there, the years you were there, Kimmel was pretty straight. Like I like that they really did teach you, you know I me mean, skills, you know what I mean, trade skills from everything, you know what I mean? Like a lot of schools I know this the curriculum up north, they don't learn how to yes say sew. You don't you don't learn how to basic cook. You understand what I mean? You don't learn how to you know what I mean, learn HVAC or construction. You don't get them kind of skills right. or learn right. how. We also had that business class. Remember that business class? Yeah, we did have a class together. I, I couldn't remember. Was it a business class or a cooking class? A cooking class. But I'm saying we also had that, that business class. I've got the name of it. I forgot the Oh, you're talking about um, uh, AVID. AVID. That the AVID program. Also that nursing program. No, was it nursing or criminal justice? It was criminal justice, I think it was, with that lady. Yeah. So it was all it was, kind of programs for you to get your hands on if you wanted to learn something. And that's why I feel that's why I feel like crime rates would go down everywhere if you learn some kind of job trade. You know what I mean? In high school. So when you get out of high school, yeah. you have something. Because I see a lot of people now I went to school with are just satisfied with um, working at Mickey D's. And it was top of the class. You know what I mean? A lot of people get burned out from high school and don't want to do the college thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or they get burned out during the college thing and then can't really get a job in the field that they have their degree in because don't anyone want to hire someone without any experience? Exactly. But you have a degree, though. So that's another thing that doesn't make sense about this country. Y'all pressure us 
to go to college and get this degree. Mm -hmm. But when it's time for us to get out there and work Mm -hmm. for this degree that we paid for, we can't get a job because we don't have any experience. So so that kind of just, you know, put things in perspective for certain individuals. And it's like, man, this is just like a whole scam. Like I, I just, I just don't like. I, I really hate when somebody, you know, what I mean, you have people that you work with want to be accepted so much by, by the white counterparts. That that irks me. Like, I, I believe you shouldn't have to cool for a job. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you had to cool for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like be yourself. That's how I, that's, I really feel. But that's how this country operates. <laughs> yes. It's the is to keep the rich rich and the po po. Yeah. That's it. No in between. So you either gonna get there or you not gonna get there. Exactly. Yo, know, I also heard that um they cleaned up the old mall up there. Is that true? Um, see, I only been back for a month now. A month? Uh, so you haven't been to the old mall. Yeah, today marks my month period. Wow. But no, I haven't been over there in that area, so I'm not too sure. I have heard people say that um they took a few stores out, wow. like a whole bunch of stores. Um, but they're putting like more stores in. I guess expanding. So I will eventually I'll get over there to see because me personally, I don't shop in the mall because I'm just that type of person where if I don't like to look like everybody else. So I'm going to do my shopping somewhere online. I hear you. You probably get a better deal also. So what what uh, so what made you, Marcel, get onto the, the podcast? Okay, yeah, so yeah. Anchor, what's so crazy? Um, so my friends, they like we we juggle around ideals with each other all the mm-hmm. time, and my friends always say that um, they they love listening to me talk. Why I don't know. So I was I was like, okay, I guess I can, you know, look into people that run their own podcast. So I started doing that. And I found this podcast called um, The Sibling Rivalry. Mm-hmm. And um, it's two drag queens that run their podcast. And they're really funny. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I like how they, you know, go back and forth with each other. It just comes so naturally. Mm-hmm. And um, Anchor came around like a year ago. Someone posted on Facebook, someone um, I know, and uh, they, started using anchor for their podcast so i was like okay well let me download this app see what it's talking about and it's pretty much is the rest is history. so how long have you been doing then, it for um not that long like two weeks three so weeks. has your audience been picking up oh yes um Right now on the app, it says that I have an estimated audience of about like five people, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm getting the place. The I'm getting plays, so 
that's good. So people are actually listening. Um, so I'm happy about that. I, I think that you just started recently yourself. Yeah, right? I've been doing it for, I think, like three weeks. So I'm like at 88 plays. I'm at 88 plays. Oh, okay. But you know what I mean? I've been, I just talked to you just recently, those two listeners, about getting my audience somewhere different way. Cause I notice, like, I'm only, my audience is only males 22 to 30. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have on this week, I have um, somebody coming on and talking about domestic violence, a woman. They're trying to get that audience of the women. You know what I mean? Yes, that's great. That's perfect. Because, you know, that that is a common thing that women go through. And you she'll be able to, you know, draw that attention of the women out. Mm-hmm. So you can get that audience, you know. But you have to include these women as well because they don't want it to just feel like, you know, this is your boy's show. This is the guy talk. And, you know, you really don't care much about them either. You got to include every person. Exactly. You know. So that's... Every, everyone wants to hear something a little different. Exactly. I, I try not to just die them down with my my, my ultimate horror stories, me being a hoe in, in sports. So I'm trying to <laughs> give them a variety, like a buffet. Everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because... Guys, they just gonna laugh at you and they'll keep listening. Whereas the women, they're gonna be like, "Oh no, he's terrible and oh, that's nasty. That's too much." You know how it is. You know, my girl said, "Yeah, this is a little bit uh, too much for me. It's not my couple. It's not my taste of listening." I said, "I appreciate that." Like, you know, what I mean, somebody. I want somebody <laughs> to be honest with me. That's why I said I like somebody to be honest with you. When you critique my stuff, I, I took it as. A lot of people our age would probably take it as hating. I don't. I take criticism and critiquing as a positive. You know what I mean? Exactly, and and that's why I said that because I didn't want it to come off as that. And then, like you know, we haven't spoken so long, mm-hmm. so I didn't know how you were going to take it when you know I said what I said. So. That's why I was like, I'm not trying to be rude. Just, you know, I mm-hmm. want you to give me feedback as well. Exactly. You know, so I know there's a few things I need to work on. Uh, so what, how did you uh, find out about Anchor? What got you into doing Um, So podcast? I was already on somebody else's podcast. And I was on a podcast called The Fight Junkies with my homeboy that I've known for like seven years. So I was like, man, sports are good, but I feel like I want to target, you know what I mean, the youth or also tell my stories and, you know I me mean, share a different side of what he was doing. Because I have other stories that I want to share with people, but I can't do it on somebody else's, you know what I mean, podcast, you know what I mean? Right. So I was just trying to play my role like Michelle off the Destiny Child. So I didn't want to step on nobody's toes. So I just came up with doing my own podcast. And, um, like, for, for the most part, people say it's, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, they've been critiquing me and trying to get my stuff better. So, like, mainly, like I told you, I'm just here just trying to save somebody, a younger version of me out here doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? So that's what 
I feel like my podcast is real. Like I had one podcast about hustling is dead. And I know a lot of people right now that 45 still want to sell drugs. I think that's a problem. You know what I mean? I still think that's a problem. So I just don't want people to keep on falling on the same mousetrap. Pretty much. That's what I'm trying to do. Hello?